and ask the fundamental question, how connected are you to your body? Sometimes intellect and artistic pursuits are just an excuse to retreat from the vessel of your body. We spend a lot of time thinking. We spend a lot of time in our brains spinning out anxiety about the plan for our artistic pursuit or our day even. And we forget that we are a whole body, a walking, breathing, exercising, loving, stretching, moving body. And that is what we are meant to do. And when we disconnect from our body, sometimes our creative pursuits also suffer. We are often confused also by what we think our bodies should be or should do for us. Especially as women, we can form and deform and are riddled with a lot of fear and doubt and struggle when it comes to even looking at our bodies or assuming our bodies should be one way when they are another. And it is in those confusing states, those traumatic states, that sometimes blocks arise. So blocks can arise in your throat, blocks can arise in your hips, blocks can arise in your back, and you can feel all of the tension and all of the tenderness of all of those places when you're not fully connected to your body in a positive way. But what does the body have to do with art? That's the question. And I believe that the body is instrumental. Number one, it is the thing that is making the stuff. It's your hands that are throwing the pot. It is your eyes that are seeing the color. It is your back that you feel against the chair when you're writing. And there have been so many writers who have commented on the body and its role in art. And Susan Sontag comes to mind, of course, first and foremost, when she says, you know, it's your hands, your back aches, your headaches, your lost nights, that the art itself comes from those feelings, those bodily feelings. Marie Curie, right, sacrificed her body for her scientific pursuits, her creative thinking. Um, Nikki Giovanni talked about the nighttime and how an artist's body transforms itself at night, for her anyway. Some writers are, are early birds and wake up with the sun, but it is about being in tune with your body and being in tune with what it does that helps you create in the best way that you can. Um, Hayden Dunham, who is a performance artist, singer out of Texas, and talks about how she never goes on walks, that she just dances instead. And you have to find what works and to be able to make those connections between your bodily element and your mystical element. You are the connection between the two. You are the thing that attaches itself to the universe. And by diving into body work and by looking at what your body does, how it's how you're sleeping, how you're eating, how you're drinking your water, but also are you looking at your body in a way that will help you reveal your blocks, where your doubt lies, where in your body do you feel those things when you feel anxious about your work or you feel stifled by your environment? Where are you feeling that in your body? 
so that you can break free from those feelings and take care of it and nourish it in the way that it needs to be nourished. Often you hear so many, many stories about writers in particular, but all artists who numb their bodies because they feel things so intensely. So through alcohol, through drugs, through disconnection, or often there are writers and artists, painters who suffer great illnesses in their bodies. So I think of Frida Kahlo, of course, after her major accident, who did most of her self-portraits in bed and in a great deal of pain. And the pain can inform the work but you don't need the pain in order to make something. That's a myth. And if you find that you keep disappearing into the pain of your body, maybe you are suffering chronic illness, maybe you are tired, maybe you are fatigued, maybe you are struggling with body image, all of those things, um, I highly recommend a book called The Body Keeps the Score, which is you know, of course, getting great recognition. Um, it is a wonderful book, but it is also a very real and raw book that talks very specifically about sexualized trauma, physical trauma, and how your body remembers that trauma and how it is the place to find the resistance first so then you can find the awareness and the openness for healing. And there are so many ways to heal the body. Um, but first and foremost is self-compassion. Acknowledging that your body is your primary source of connection and that you want to take care of it. You want to feed it good things. You want to drink your water. You want to meditate. You want to sit still. You want to get good sleep. And you don't want to abuse it for the sake of hoping to attain some creative level that is not really the truth of art. Some people really believe that they access higher levels of thinking through psychedelics, through um, drugs of all kinds, I guess. And, and that's true for some people. It is true that you can expand your mind and you can think about reality in a totally different way than you ever have before. But you want to be careful of not doing the work for the sake of the experience. There's work to be done when you're writing or when you're in the act of making art. There is actual work. There's actual thinking, feeling, sitting, doing that has to happen. And it can't always happen in an ecstatic state. So there's so many other avenues of the body to be explored. Things like sound healing, voice, yoga, of course, uh, ecstatic dance. There's so many ways to connect with your body in an artful way that will help you reach higher levels of consciousness. Meditation, of course, being the number one. But all of these body elements can bring us closer to the higher levels of attachment to the universe, to lasting humanness, because that's what we're after. We're after this prolonging the feeling of being a human in a particular state. That is why when you read a novel, you disappear into it. Or when you're in front of a, a beautiful painting, you 
want to ask so many questions of how it was created, but also how does it make you feel in your body? Why does it stop you in your tracks? When you witness the Alvin Ailey dance troupe, why are you inside and outside of your own body at the same time, witnessing the body in all of its wonderful forms? So you start with the most basic of what joins us as humans and that is our body we all share the same body parts we all have lungs we all have eyes we all have hands we all have skin we all share these basic things and so by being able to sit and be compassionate to our bodies we are also able to allow for that compassion for other people who share those same things with us And it's also the reality that our bodies are good and our bodies are messy and our bodies can be beautiful in certain lights and ugly in others, but they are. They are the vessel through which we process the universe. So you want to bring about the catharsis and connection to that body so you can recognize the changes in it before they take over for you. So when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling nervous or when you're feeling doubtful or when you're feeling less than or you're comparing yourself to others, that transmits somewhere in your body a flush of heat, a tingling in your hands, a constriction in your chest. And the more you're in tune with your body, the more you're able to recognize those things before they take over and before they stop you from doing the things that you love, before they stop you from creating the things that you want to create. And you need to recognize also the beauty in yourself, the blush and the radiance that you yourself are capable of so that you can draw others into that same feeling with your art, even if the art is not meant to show them something particularly beautiful. Even if the art is meant to show them something raw or vulnerable or real or ugly about the human condition, you want them to feel it in their bodies. And in order to feel it in their bodies, you need to first feel it in yours. So the great warning is to not disconnect from your body, to not disappear from your body, and to allow your body to be the fundamental place where you begin. And as always, begin with the breath. That is the joining life force for us all. I wanted to end this short episode with the last stanza of Walt Whitman's I Sing the Body Electric, which is, of course, nine very long stanzas of astounding detail about life, human and most of all, the body, and about how the body is sacred. You would be a fool to corrupt your own body and not treat it as a magical thing. And in the final stanza, he takes us through the final celebration. And so I wanted to leave you with that today. He says, Oh, my body, I dare not desert the likes of you and other men and women, nor the likes of the parts of you. I believe the likes of you are to stand or fall with the likes of the soul and that they are the soul. I believe the likes of you shall stand or fall with my poems and that they are my poems. 
man's, woman's, child's, youth's, wife's, husband's, mother's, father's, young man's, young woman's poems. Head, neck, hair, ears, drop and tympan of the ears, eyes, eye fringes, iris of the eye, eyebrows, and the waking or sleeping of the lids. Mouth, tongue, lips, teeth, roof of the mouth, jaws and the jaw hinges, nose, nostrils of the nose and the partition, cheeks, temples, forehead, chin, throat, back of the neck, neck slew, strong shoulders, manly beard, scapula, hind shoulders and the ample side round of the chest, upper arm, armpit, elbow socket, lower arm, arm sinews, arm bones, wrist and wrist joints, hand, palm, knuckles, thumb, forefinger, finger joints, fingernails, broad breast front, curling hair of the breast, breastbone, breast side, ribs, belly, backbone, joints of the backbone, hips, hip sockets, hip strength, inward and outward round, man balls, man root, strong set of thighs, well carrying the trunk above, leg fibers, knee, knee pan, upper leg, under leg, ankles, instep, football, toes, toe joints, the heel, all attitudes, all the shapeliness, all the belongings of my or your body, or of any one's body, male or female, the lung sponges, the stomach sack, the bowels sweet and clean, the brain in its folds inside the skull frame, sympathies, heart valves, palate valves, sexuality, maternity, womanhood and all that is a woman, and the man that comes from woman, the womb, the teats, nipples, breast milk, tears, laughter, weeping, love looks, love perturbations and risings, the voice, articulation, language, whispering, shouting aloud, food, drink, pulse, digestion, sweat, sleep, walking, swimming, poise on the hips, leaping, reclining, embracing, arm curving and tightening, the continual changes of the flex of the mouth and around the eyes, the skin, the sunburnt shade, freckles, hair, the curious sympathy one feels when feeling with the hand the naked meat of the body, the circling rivers, the breath, and the breathing it in and the out, the beauty of the waist, and thence of the hips, and thence downward toward the bones, the knees, the thin red jellies within you or within me, the bones and the marrow in the bones, the exquisite realization of health. Oh, I say these are not the parts and poems of the body only, but of the soul. Oh, I say now, these are the souls.